Okay, so uh, welcome to the show. Uh, this is uh, Dads Who Know Stuff, uh, pilot test of the podcast here. Uh, we're going to do this a little bit uh, roundtable conversation style, talk about a wide variety of topics. Uh, we want to talk about life, want to talk about the world, want to talk about what goes on in our country, want to talk about all kinds of things. Um, nothing in particular on any given podcast. Uh, this show, we have a few things uh, life-wise coming up for some of us. We've got one one of our co-hosts uh, on vacation currently, calling in from his hotel room. Uh, we have one co-host that just got back uh, from uh, Camping Adventure. Uh, I'm about to move, and we have one co-host not joining us today, and they're vacationing in Las Vegas, and will be joining us next episode. So with that, I want to go ahead and introduce co-hosts. Uh, well, my name first is uh, James Bale. And with me is Matt Franken and Victor Infante. Uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself? So uh, my name's Matt Franken. Right now I'm a stay-at-home dad, which we have been uh, blessed uh, during COVID to uh, educate kids at home and uh, have been able to take some pretty epic adventures together and to build some pretty strong ties with our family yeah so i know one of your one of your big hobbies is is kind of off-roading and you guys have a a truck and a camper set up to actually off-road together with those um and we'll come back to your recent trip where'd you go most recently uh, most recently we went to zion bryce and capitol reef national park awesome so looking forward to hearing about that uh, Victor, how about you, Lance? Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, I'm Victor Infante. I'm, um, uh, let's see, I am a dad of two. I've been married 13 years. I've been, um, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't have a whole lot going on. I work for the local school district, um, and I just wanted to come on here and talk roundtable with you guys just to take the breeze a little bit. Okay, good. Um, so again, my name is James Bale. I am 36. I'm a father of two. I have a, a boy who's nine, a girl who's seven, about to be eight. Um, my wife and I have been married for 10, 11 years. You know, don't let the wife hear that, that I don't know the exact date, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, close enough. Um, I work uh, in engineering. Uh, most recently here, I'm moving to South Carolina from California. And I was in oil and gas and I'm switching over to pharmaceuticals, uh, but I do piping design and supervision. That's kind of my, my job. So we have a, we have a big variety here. Um, Age-wise, I think we're all relatively close to the same age, but we all come from some different backgrounds, um, different life experiences, and we want to be able to share those with each other and with you guys uh, as a listener group. And we hope to turn this into something where we have a means to communicate with you. So if you guys have questions and or topics you want discussed, that we can talk about those sort of things. Um, we'll go ahead and start uh, with Matt. And Matt, why don't you tell us about your trip and where you guys went and what you did and and if there anything you know exciting? I know not this trip so far that I've heard. Last trip you guys got stuck in the mud. Um, you know maybe we can even talk about that because that's a good topic. Uh, so go ahead and tell us about your trip. Yeah, so we just got back from uh, going to Zion, uh, Bryce, and 
Capitol Reef National Park. And we have a goal of trying to take our kids to as many national parks uh, as we can. Hopefully all uh, 50, 52 of them, I believe. Um, some of them are pretty far away, but we've made it to quite a few in the past couple of years. Um, and this year, or this trip, we were able to get three more. And each time we take our kids to the national parks, they work on getting their junior ranger badges and they have a collection at home of all their junior ranger badges for each of the national parks. So uh, we stayed two days in Bryce Canyon or uh, Zion and went in and visited that park and um, did a couple hikes, which were pretty neat. Uh, interesting going to those parks during COVID. Um, they had some some different restrictions on the shuttle passes and how to navigate through the park. But all in all, it was it was pretty nice. Um, Bryce was just a real short trip. Uh, we stopped there on the way to Capitol Reef. And long enough for the kids to do their uh, junior ranger badges and some, to learn some things about, about the national park. And then uh, Capitol Reef, which I have to say is probably one of my favorite uh, national parks in uh, Utah. It's, uh, it's less populated than Zion and Bryce. And there's quite a lot to see if you're willing to uh, take some dirt roads and or the back country. Uh, so very you had mentioned there's 52 or so national parks. How many guys, how many of you guys been to? We have been to, uh, we've been to, I believe 15. Mostly West coast, I assume. Uh, West coast, uh, well, California and Utah. And we did a couple on our couple on a longer trip that we did a couple of years ago, where it was uh, where we went into South Dakota and Wyoming and hit a couple of those national parks, which was those were pretty pretty awesome too. And so, only in the last uh, couple years here, you guys have had the rig set up with uh, your truck and the trailer. Um, right. Prior to that, you guys just uh, tent camp national parks. Uh, prior to that, we actually haven't gone, hadn't hadn't been to national parks. So, as a as a family, so I have a, a 2017 Toyota Tacoma uh, four wheel drive, and I have it set up where I can tow uh, an off road trailer, which is uh, an Opus, uh, also known as a OP four, which can fit and sleep uh, four comfortably, six if you need to on a pinch. Uh, but that trailer has taken us through quite a, quite a bit of adventures off-road, uh, some that are more interesting than others. So all your, all your 15 national parks have been in the last two years? I mean, you guys, I know you, I know you guys bought your trailer. 
yeah, in the within the last three years. Wow, wow, that's that's pretty cool. That's a lot of that's a lot of venturing. And how many miles off road have you guys logged? We have done probably two thousand miles off road. So two thousand miles off road towing a trailer. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's a lot. So last last year we did. Um, 800 miles from the southern end of Utah to the northern end of Utah, uh, starting in Mexican Hat, ending in uh, Crescent City, Utah, which is right near uh, Idaho. And that was all off-road. Okay. All off-road. That's an interesting trip. All off-road. That's an interesting trip. That's a pretty epic trip. So, so anything, yeah, any, anything else like out of the normal happened on this one? Because I know we, we've talked uh, about your last trip and your last trip, uh, you know, we could even talk about that a little. So what, so what happened? What happened last trip that is such a highlight? Last, last trip we were, or last, last summer, we decided to get away from everybody due to COVID and do some backcountry camping and did our did the utah backcountry discovery route which is 800 miles from the southern end of utah all the way to the northern end and towards the end of the trip up near um, utah and wyoming we were going up into the mountains and this is in june and we hit a pretty, pretty good and nothing that we weren't able, weren't prepared for, weren't able to get through and came across a little ditch in, uh, in the road where you kind of would have crossed a, a stream, except this stream was about three feet deep of mud and about 15 feet long. So as soon as our truck hit that, it immediately sank up to the frame and uh, in mud and could not, could not get out. Um, yeah, I mean, the pictures up. were incredible. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, as we talked about it before and seen the pictures buried up to the hitch, basically on the trailer um and it was it was cold right i mean it was you said it was it was, it was 29 degrees and snowing and i was out there knee deep in mud barefoot trying to uh get the truck unstuck ended up having to walk about a half mile barefoot to get cell service and called for search and rescue to come pull us out so Matt's our Matt, Matt and his family. They're our resident adventurers. I mean, Victor and I camp, but we don't camp the same way. And actually, you know, my camping's coming uh, to an end. Unfortunately, with our move to South Carolina, we're selling our. We sold our trailer uh, a couple of days ago. We sold our truck yesterday. Um, so we're we're not going to be on the camping adventure side anymore. But we are going to be pretty close to the outdoors and some some national parks and some state parks over where we're moving to South Carolina. But yeah. yeah. Before anybody comments about, you know, what to do to get yourself unstuck, 
you know, I know always travel with a buddy. Uh, that, that wasn't an option, but you know, we are next, our next trip where we're going to be doing some pretty, pretty tough off-roading overlanding. Uh, we'll be having a uh, Garmin in reach. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's so, the thing. Everybody's in t everybody's going to have an opinion when stuff like that happens. But I mean, if you weren't there, it, it's real tough to uh, to say you know what what could have been done different or what should have been done different or how you would have done it. And you know, maybe there's some things that you know. Again, this is this is us. We're we're real, we're real human beings. We do make mistakes. We have things that you know. And sometimes we don't make mistakes, and things like that happen, right? I mean, sometimes we're fully prepared, and you know, it, you still, you still get stuck in the mud and that's, that's kind of how life goes sometimes, right? Like you can be fully prepared and things are going to happen. And those are all learning opportunities. The, the, the thing is you have to be willing to learn from them. Oh, well, we, we'll think of how many people aren't even willing to go right. because they, they're, they're scared. They might get stuck. Right. You know, so that's, that's just, it, it, it's an incredible adventure. I'm sure your family, you know, is, I've never experienced anything like that. I haven't gone through that. And that's why we're here sharing experiences and adventures and just, you know, the wild things of life that go on. Yeah. Other, other than the horseback riding, which we did while we were out there, the, the only thing the kids remember is getting stuck in the mud. So hey. <laughs> it's, it's a memory. Yeah. No, well, that's remember a, that's it forever. That is, um, that's, that's, that's some, some really interesting, and I know on this podcast we're gonna hear we're gonna hear about more. I, I know you guys are you got more trips going, plans. I mean, if you've gone to fifteen of the fifty-two national parks, you got quite a few more parks to hit, and uh, I'm sure you know as those trips occur, you know you'll you'll be off podcast for you know a podcast or two, and then you come back, and and that's that's what we're gonna talk about is, is what happened. What'd you do? Where'd you go? What'd you see? Um, so this last yeah. trip, did you, did you the see anything? Trip, the best, the best, uh, best national park of the three that we went to was Capitol Reef. And it was, um, less populated and there are a number of dirt roads that you can take, uh, within the park, uh, to see some pretty epic landscapes and, um, nature and uh, Cathedral Valley, if you don't know of it or are aware of it, it's a pretty awesome place to go. Um, it's about 95 mile loop through the upper end of uh, Capitol Reef. And there's some pretty awesome things to see up there. It's, it's hard to put into words. Um, the southern end is all about the geology of what makes, you know, kind of America what it is. Um, there's a, if you're into the natural sciences of geology and that kind of stuff, um, this is one of the best parks to go to because you can see millions of years of ge um, layers of rock exposed and uh, this year we didn't get stuck. Uh, average temperatures though for our trip were between 20 and 25 at night and 40 during the day. So pretty cool. So your, your Opus trailer, how's it handle those temperatures at night? 
You guys, it, you guys. We have a we have a heater, and um, it it was able to maintain you know 50, 60 degrees at, at night, which is plenty warm for for sleeping. Okay. A lot a lot warmer than the outside. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Um, I did just finish cleaning my truck and filled a uh, five gallon uh, Homer bucket from Home Depot with dirt and mud that came off the bottom of my truck. Oh yeah, I imagine after these trips, you what do you got two three hours of truck cleaning to do by the time you get back? Well, that was with the pressure washer, and I don't think I got it all. Oh man, so you're, you're looking <laughs> you're looking a lot of cleanup. Yeah, it was it was pretty heavy. But another another trip for the books. That that's awesome. Okay, so um, with that, I, I you know I appreciate the stories. I look forward to hearing more about those adventures coming forward. Um, Victor, I know you've been sitting there listening. Um, yes, and uh, Matt, hats off to you. You can see this ugly wig. You won't be able to see it on the podcast, but my goodness, man, the pictures you brought back from that trip were insane. So, yeah, that's something that I would never get to do. And then when you say uh, that your temperatures in your trailer were 50s and 60s, I got to have at least 75 in my trailer. But then again, I have a pop-up trailer. It's all canvas on the side. So I know what you go through with those struggles, man. So, yeah, I definitely <laughs> could not have done that, especially yeah, we, with my kiddos. Yeah, we hit a low of 15 on the way on the way home. Oh, oh. nope. It's cold. I, I've experienced my, my experience in cold weather. I spent uh, two weeks in Detroit in December a few years ago where it averaged uh, 18 degrees uh, for those two weeks. And I spent one day, I spent uh, like six hours outside and it was six degrees. It, it was, it was the worst. It, it, I mean, luckily we were at um, the, the, the refinery we were at there in Detroit. They great. They, they were great people. They allowed us to use uh, their 15 pound, 18 pound heavy coats. And I mean, these things, they were heavy to walk around in all day, but at least we were warm. You know, I would expect that in the winter in Detroit, but in, in uh, March in Utah. Well, you know, and, and that's interesting because the weather lately has been just all over the place, right? I mean, where we live here in, in California, the winds feel like they haven't let up for a couple months. And, and day in and day out, there's just wind blowing through this place. And, you know, we're, we're going to move in, in South Carolina. The other day, they, they had a tornado warning. And they don't get tornadoes, you know, so the weather, and that's something I'm sure as we experience, you know, Victor, I know you got a story coming up here. I heard that on your trip, you guys were at the restaurant and the power went out. Um, yeah. So why, why don't you, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, where you're at, what you're doing, uh, why you're doing it. Uh, so uh, again, my name is Victor. Um, We've been traveling the country the last couple, maybe about the last year, year and a half, just to not only get the kids an experience of the traveling and to see their beautiful America, right? Uh, that's something that I never got to do as a kid. I never left the city that I was in. We maybe got to go to Mexico every two years, but 
I want to give my kids that experience. And also we've been looking at real estate since, uh, you know, our, our glue to our, 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 our team here is leaving to South Carolina. So we've been actually uh, looking at into that as well, but we've been, let's see, we've been to Arizona, we've been to Utah, we've been to, um, where else have we gone? Nevada, Oregon, Washington. So we've been to all these places, checking it out, right? Pretty much the whole West Coast. Um, on this trip, we decided to come with uh, one of my wife's friends and uh, they've been also wanting to get out of California. And uh, we, we kind of tagged along onto this little trip and we started planning some stuff and different sites and things to see here in beautiful, humid Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, so you guys, are, you guys are currently in Tennessee. Yes, sir. Um, I, I mean, are you are you interested in moving to Tennessee? Or are you just are are you along for the ride for this portion of the trip? I mean, obviously, there's some nice things to see in Tennessee. You got Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis. Yeah, yeah. We were in uh, Knoxville yesterday, and Knoxville was beautiful. Uh, a couple parts of Knoxville I could go without. Um, I mean, the rain here. When they say close to tornado touching down, I believe it because yes, last night the storm, unbelievable. I it's rained. I haven't seen rain like that in, gosh, my entire life, where it just pours. So we went from Knoxville to Nashville. It's about a two-hour drive, going seventy miles an hour roughly, and it took us a little over four hours, and. That was in rain that you couldn't see a car length in front of you. It was that bad. Lightning, thunder, wind, the whole deal. And to keep in mind that I'm driving a E or was a transit, a Ford Transit Connect 350. It's a 15 passenger vehicle. Okay. It's a brick in a storm. <laughs> it was not good. I think we've got I, the fastest I went on this highway i was going 35 miles an hour and you have big rigs blowing by me like a bat out of he double hockey sticks just flying out of me and i'm like uh, you guys can go as fast as you want i have precious cargo i'm going to stick to my guns and i'm going to go 35 because that's all i can see right now 35 gotta, miles an hour you got to keep the family safe that's just oh my gosh oh my gosh um but in, in Knoxville, we would visited a couple suburbs in Knoxville. And it's like anything else. It's like anything else. Um, COVID rules are out and about, but no one's really following them. You can eat inside places. Uh, we found that a lot of mom and pops don't really abide by their county rules. So their recommendations um, over there. Where, yes. you know, where we're at in California, they're kind of mandatory, right? So. Yes, exactly. Uh, if you go into Starbucks, Target, Walmart, they have signs posted, go ahead and put your mask on, but not everyone follows them. You know, I noticed that when I was in, when I was in uh, Wyoming too, I went to Wyoming for work and it was kind of the same thing. They were posted, but, but at the time, and this was several months ago when we we're still kind of in the middle of everything. And, and there, some people had them, some people didn't, but, you know, unlike California, you go to California, you go to these places, you, people look at you funny if you don't have your mask on, right? Like, like there's something wrong. You go to the, some of these other places and 
they don't care either way. Hey, you do you, you live your life, you wear a mask, you wear a mask. I don't wear a mask, I don't wear a mask. But for the most part, nobody's upset about it, right? However, California, yeah. California, if you're not doing what, you know, someone thinks you're supposed to be doing, they seem to have an opinion about it and they want to let everybody know that you're not behaving a certain way. And that's, uh, I think that's part of the reason you guys are touring the country, right? I mean, trying yeah. to find a place where yeah. people are going to let us be us and, and we're going to let them be them. And and that's my, that's kind of my philosophy, right? Is you live your life, I'll live my life. If we're not hurting each other, we're good. We can respect one another. We can be you know, kind to one another. And we don't even have to agree on everything. That's not, you know, and this podcast, you're going to hear a lot of opinions that you're likely not to agree with. I mean, if you're tuning in and you don't believe in the same things we believe in, I mean, we're four guys. We've known each other for two, three years now, three years now. Um, we all met through Bible study. Um, we met through Bible study. We do camping. We, you know, do uh, fellowship together. And, and I mean, we believe in God. We believe in Jesus. We believe in guns. We believe in, you know, the right to bear arms and, and what this country was founded on. And you might tune in and you might go, oh, man, I, I don't believe in any of that. And, well, and that, that's your opinion. And you can have that opinion. And we're not going to think less of you for it. And one of the things we ask is that you don't think less of us for it. You know, no matter what president we support or what candidates we support, that you look at us as people and not as news stories. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to be labeled because the news tells you to label me. Get to know me. Listen to the things I say. Decide based on that whether you think that I am what people say that I am versus what, what I say that I am. Um, and that's something that this, again, this podcast, you're, you're going to hear a wide variety of stuff. And I, and I'll bet you the four of us, as much as we agree on things, we're not going to agree on everything and we shouldn't, but that's, I think that's why, you know, we're looking to move from California to South Carolina and Victor's out uh, with his family, checking out different places. And, you know, from our standpoint, we're hoping he's like in South Carolina and they're, they're real interested in South Carolina because, you know, it's nice to keep friends close and, um, but everybody's got to do what's best for their family. Amen. And that's, uh, that's our next trip, I believe. Uh, once you guys get out of there, I think we're going to be uh, visiting you guys soon. So expect my motley crew to be out there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Are you guys not, I thought, you guys, I thought you guys were doing that as part of this trip too. Are you guys not venturing no, over no. there this part of the trip? No, uh, not enough time. Not enough yeah. time. Yeah, but, you gotta. Yeah, you, it, well, where you go, you need to spend some time to make sure that it is what you want. You know, I mean, we'll have the guest room. You guys, are, you guys don't got to pay for the hotel. You could stay in the guest room. We got the loft. The kids can sleep in the loft, and uh, you know that'll be they'll they'll love it. Um, yeah. And, and then uh, you guys can essentially make the trip a little a little more affordable, and therefore hopefully have a little more time to to make sure. Um, of what you're looking for and, and that type of thing. And it's, uh, we, we've got a handful of people, I think already planning trips to come out uh, and see the area and, and that type of thing. And who knows, maybe, maybe we'll start an exodus and we'll just relocate a bunch of people out of, out of, out of California. I mean, California's losing people left and right. Right. They, they're, yeah. they're, they're talking, California might lose, you know, uh, seats in Congress and California might lose uh, electoral college numbers because of how many people are leaving California. And One can only so, hope. Right, right. Knock down a little bit of the, the power the state seems to have, but, you know, and, and enough people leave this state and the people that are running it into the ground continue running it, they, then they're going to lose power anyways. Uh, 
as, as far as what the rest of the country thinks of them. And, and I think the rest of the country holds too high of an opinion of what California thinks, you know, with celebrities and Hollywood here. And, and those people are so disconnected from reality that it's unbelievable. And they think that they can run around telling people how to live their lives when these guys have millions of dollars and none of this stuff affects them. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one thing that we've noticed out here is that whole Southern hospitality, Southern charm. Um, the Bible Belt down here is very strong, very strong. And that's, you know, a, a thing that, you know, as being Christian, that's something that we've been looking into, obviously, as well as going to a place where I'm not going to get pushed aside because of my religion, not necessarily pushed aside, but like when we visited Utah, Mormonism, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. Um, so that's something that we put in consideration when we're looking at these places. Um, but like I said, Knoxville, I, I could really go without Knoxville. It's beautiful. Lots of barbecue. It's right up my alley. But it's just like every, everything else. Uh, Marysville is a little out suburb of Knoxville. Beautiful. Like a Hallmark picture town, you know. Um, awesome. Small mom and pops. Houses were still, eh. You're talking four bedrooms, three baths, still in the 380s. So it's mm, nice, nice. Nice, uh, you, know, you know. We um, we visited some friends today, you know, as we're saying our goodbyes and doing the goodbye tour, as some people are calling it um some friends we've known uh 10 10 12 years here um and we were out their house and they started looking at properties they want more they want more land they got three horses and they got chickens and um but they got a, a pretty large house uh in, in the lake matthews area and they could sell it for a good chunk of change out here in california and they they're looking and they're like hey if we stay under this we could buy for cash and mm -hmm. uh, they found multiple houses for the price range they were looking at in South Carolina. I mean, believe it or not, the that is driving the prices out here is people coming out and dropping cash. Oh yeah. It is yeah, unbelievable. We, unbelievable. We, the realtor that we talked to yesterday was they're just in awe of because people out here don't buy their properties out in cash. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. They go through the whole mortgage process. They've, they've, their house has been in their family for generations and generations. And we ate at a restaurant yesterday that uh, it's been in this family for 58 years. And it's been passed down and passed down, passed down, passed down. Wow. And it's been totally, uh, it was a hole in the wall pizza place. And as we were getting ready to order our food, we ordered our food, we sat down, no mask. You know, they, they have the sign out there just in case somebody decides to come up and say, hey, you're not enforcing. Well, we have the the signs out there. No one's following directions on the inside. It, it, it felt really weird not putting it on, to be honest. Oh, it I was almost after... like, oh, do I put it on? Do I not? And yeah. my, my wife and I, you guys know my wife. She's a super rule follower. But at the same time, she's like, well, if that person doesn't have it, I'm, I'm not putting it on, right? But it, And as soon as we ordered this thunderstorm hit i've never heard thunder like this being from california my entire life but it sounded like the ground was opening up this thunder was so loud and just <laughs> nowhere and power goes out in the little restaurant california you know people will be running out the store be hey there's no well you know oh here 
people still standing in line, very respectful, still ordering pizzas. They said, hey, power's out, but our oven's running off gas. Keep the orders coming. We, can, we can't pay you with a card. Can we drop cash? It, 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 was, it was like a nonchalant, normal thing for them. And it's still super nice, super pleasant. The it's food was phenomenal. The chaos and, in California. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And yes. the roads here, it, we got, I believe the news said it was seven inches of rain in three hours. Wow. Okay. It was unbelievable, the rain that we got. How was the drainage? I mean, from California, right? What, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't rain a lot here. So when it does get a lot of rain, the streets are flooded. So, I mean. It rained we, I, last night like never before, right? We got up this morning to get gas. Nothing was flooded. The drainage here is unbelievable. So you mean someone someone actually planned for an event to happen, right? So, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it seems illogical, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. I noticed that the house we're buying in South Carolina. I was trying to understand the property, looking at Google Maps, and, and I'm like, "Well, what's going on back here behind our fence?" And they planned drainage behind the properties, and it was like, "You look at you look out here in in California, and there's none of that extra planning done." In fact, in California, you know, the city we live in, Matt and I live in, and Victor, you guys, you guys come here a fair amount to, to for church and Bible study, and and they build the city up with houses. They don't bother making the streets big enough to handle the traffic until after the houses are full. The traffic's terrible, and then oh well, we got the tax dollars. Now let's go ahead and do the streets. When, no, I, I I was in complete shock. I was expecting uh, uh, canoes. I was expecting the uh, the Red Cross. Uh, the amount of rain that fell and there was still people walking around outside people still driving around and it's like a normal thing here i'm like i could do without this rain and when we were driving around today nothing was flooded the drainage system unbelievable how they have it planned out here this there is was, nashville. and this is in nashville. in nashville and but the thing that i can give us is these potholes Lord have mercy. These potholes are craters in the road. I kid you not. Uh, I, you're playing Frogger trying to get around these potholes as you're doing 85 miles an hour. And it is unbelievable the amount and the depth of these potholes. You know, that I'm was Detroit. Like, that was Detroit. Uh, it would uh, rain. Uh, it would rain and you couldn't see the pothole because it looked like a little puddle. And you'd hit a freaking crater. Luckily, there are rental oh. cars. These aren't my cars, right? I mean, but you'd 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 crash a, a pothole in Detroit. And you know, credit to Detroit, I, I, you'd hit that pothole in the winter when it rained, and you'd go back. I would go back, you know, a month later for another trip, and that pothole was gone. So I mean, they were at least patching them. I mean, it wasn't Detroit proper, right? It was you know suburbs of Detroit. But yeah, the the rain does does do a number on the roads. That is for sure. But it's one thing I was truly impressed. And that's kind of what's deterred me about uh, Nashville currently at the moment is the rain. Uh, I mean, uh, it wasn't like the 91 bumper to bumper for two hours, but it was just bad enough for like, I could go without the rain, the uh, rain I, and the humidity. I don't know how you're going to feel about South Carolina then. South Carolina, <laughs> they average like 50 inches of rain a year or something like that, right? But it felt like it was all in one night last night. So I, I looked out the hotel room. I'm like, the sky is falling. 
You know, I was there. That, I was in Greenville. That 15 inches comes in, in one week. <laughs> right? They don't say how long it takes. I was in Greenville right. in 2018 for four months, right? From January to May. And um, we never had any rainstorms like that. But I mean, I missed, I missed, uh, you know, the October to December, October, January timeframe where they, they have seemed to have had a little more rain. My wife's been monitoring uh, weather over there um, quite a bit just to kind of see what the winter's like. Um, but, you know, summer wise, you know, their highs are in the mid to upper 80s, but it is humid, uh, which is a completely different from the dry 105 days we have out here in California, right? So there's differences. You know, I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. I'm I'm not a huge fan of rain. Obviously, I have to be out in it, but I don't mind the rain if I can sit in my house and, and view it from the inside. And no, I I agree 100. percent If I could sit in my house or sit in this hotel room and just watch it, I'm good. But trying to drive from city to city in that is I can only imagine the people that have to commute. Well, yeah, but I mean, oh. if you if you lived there, right, and you're not commuting from Nashville to Knoxville to to uh you know where'd you say you were uh, memphis right if you're not driving from memphis to nashville and you're you're just living there it, the rainstorm's not as big a deal right you don't yeah you know you, that that's a little bit different when you're traveling on vacation and you have to go somewhere because you got a timeline or whatever uh, that uh that sounds like a real yeah and then uh, so that was yes that was we spent three days in knoxville and then we're going to spend these next three days here in nashville today we went uh house house looking we found a realtor and uh, they were willing to drive us around. We saw a bunch of new communities. Um, and uh, one place that I really thought was, was it's kind of their up and coming, supposedly, but it's Columbia. Columbia's not too crazy. Um, we saw a community or up there is also called Spring Hill. And Spring Hill was very nice. I, it's, it, it's, it's like Eastvale. Everything's new, up and coming. Uh, the schools are eights and nines. Very, very, they have everything they have out there. They have a Chico's, they have a Walmarts, of course, are everywhere. Um, Wendy's and everything they have here, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, and just, you know, Kohl's. It's, it's, you could seriously just if pick up and go and come. To, to Spring Hill. Spring Hill is beautiful. So that's, that's and, one of the things uh, I'm looking forward to changing about my location is, is Eastvale's block after block after block of houses. Yeah, right? no, and, and this is spread. The spread on it was, it took us 20 minutes to get out, which, you know, it, you're thinking 20 minutes is not too bad, but when it's 20 minutes on a highway, it was, it was, it was nice and spread out. You can still find acreages out there. But of course, the realtor took us to all the, the, you know, get up, get the blood pressure pump in. They took us to all the nicest communities and drove us through the mansions and the whole deal. And then, um, so that was nice. And Franklin, Franklin, oof, I could move to Franklin if I could afford it. But Franklin was amazing. There was this little coffee house where we met our realtor, and um, it was called the Coffee House, and it was a house that was probably built in the 1800s. And they converted it into a coffee house. It was food. If any of our listeners are in, you know, in Columbia or in Spring Hill, in Franklin, they got it over the coffee house. It is delicious. I like to eat, but man, so the food there was amazing. I'm looking at the map. I see Spring Hill south of Nashville. You said about 20 minute drive. 
Yeah. Um, no traffic, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we always refer, you know, us being from Southern California, we refer to traffic um, every time we talk about traveling somewhere because out here, a, a, a 20 mile drive is different than a 20 minute drive. I Absolutely. mean, it takes me with lights and traffic, it takes me 20 minutes to get across Eastvale. And Eastvale is not that big. It's like 12 miles. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes to get across. I mean, you know, we have we have the I don't know the 91 freeway, right? Is is like the third worst freeway in the. Sorry, the audio got probably got pretty loud. The 91 uh, freeway is uh, is really bad, and and it I can't remember what ranking it has, but it has one of the one of the worst in the U.S. for traffic. Um, and you sit on it day and day and night. It doesn't matter what time. I mean, we used to go. I don't know. 10 years ago, we'd go out to Disneyland, 45 minute drive, um, 45 minutes on the way home, you know, at 10 o'clock at night or whatever, it takes a little over an hour, you know, in the afternoon to get out there um, because it was against traffic, right? Everybody commutes from Orange County to Riverside County in the afternoon, Riverside County to Orange County in the morning. Um, another big thing about my move is my commute. I mean, I live in Riverside County um, in Eastvale and, you know, I was driving to Long Beach, California. I mean, it's a 55 mile drive um, for my commute. And it was anywhere from in the morning, an hour, if I left at four o'clock in the morning, which I did. Um, but if you left at six o'clock in the morning, it's now like a two hour drive. So you'll hear us, you know, and I'm sure that's not something that'll ever go away from our type of conversation, having lived here for most of our lives. We talk about distances and traffic and, and things like that. So 20 minutes down to, to Spring Hill, no traffic from downtown Nashville. That's a pretty good drive. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's, it's green. Everything's super humid and, you know, full of water. And, and that's one thing that we noticed is the, the drainage. That's the first thing that caught my eye. And even the houses that we went to go check out today, obviously there were like, you know, Centex and Pulte and all these, you know, builders that are out here building these communities. And just the one thing and, uh, even out in the sticks, we saw a couple places that were, they were putting in still brand new septic tanks that lead into a major septic tank mm -hmm. and they're running on propane and uh, you have to haul your own trash in this area. And the wow. dump is open every day. You can take up to, as long as you live in this area, you can take your trash by the truckload to the local dump oh, every wow. day if you wanted to. to see and a that's way something life. that, yeah. That's, that's something that our, our realtor that we were talking to, like, if you guys aren't used to this, it's, it's a chore. You, know, oh, yeah. that's that's you guys a have to include into your daily routine of taking your trash out every day or that's getting a, a couple chore. bins, loading up in the back of your truck or your SUV and hauling it away to the dump. And you know, that's I, something that you don't think about. I, I'm here on Google Maps as, as we're talking, right? I'm dropping the little guy down and taking a look around this place. And, and there are some really nice houses around here. Oh my gosh! Um, I would imagine oh some of them are, are fairly expensive, um, but I, you know, as I look at the layout of the area, right? I'm, I happen to be touring Spring Hill. Um, they are spread out, especially compared to what we're used to in Eastvale. Uh, I was so surprised. Eastvale is just house next to house next to house with no trees in between. It, it's insane, um, but they're not as spread out as the Greenville area in South Carolina. So when you guys do get to come over there, you'll see an even bigger difference in the subdivision spread and how mm -hmm. they're spread out. Um, but still, I mean, even what I'm seeing here in, in Spring Hill, this is nothing like what we're used to. 
Oh yeah, and the know, history here. You know, one of the other things, one of the things I noticed driving home yesterday, we left, we left at six in the morning um, to drive our nine, ten-hour drive home uh, from Torrey, Utah, and at six a.m. going through those towns, even seven thirty going through some of the towns, it was still dark. Nobody's awake. At least they're not out and up. There's no, there's no restaurants open. You know, there's nothing going on. And Friday we ate at a restaurant, a pizza place on a Friday night and they closed at 730. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, See in California, right? If you're, if you're in that California. Would, that would never happen. No. In no. California. You're starting life at six o'clock in California. You're almost late, right? right? I mean, you know, the, the traffic builds up at five five fifteen in the morning on the freeway. I was driving to work, and if you're on that freeway at five fifteen, you're sitting in traffic. Oh yeah, I I saw I there was nobody on the road with me, and I'm on a two lane road, and I drove for three and a half hours to get to the freeway. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. To the 15, and there there was nobody on the road, and it was 15 degrees and covered in ice, and it was less stressful than the drive from Vegas home. Wow. Because of all the number of cars. Yeah. Mm. You know, and and we're coming up on that uh, 40, 45 minute marker here, so we've got some pretty good conversation going, which is good to good to keep going with, and and that's one of the things that as I uh, as, as my family transitions over to South Carolina and the Greenville area, uh, my drive's going to go from right now. I, I commute from Eastvale to Elisa Viejo in California, and that's a uh, 30, no, 39. No, it's 40, 46 miles or something like that. Uh, one way, and, and my new drive is going to be less than 12 miles uh, going cool. into the office. Uh, huge life changer. Huge life changer. Mm. I mean, I no longer got to get up at four o'clock in the morning, three fifty in the morning, uh, to get to work on time. Um, I'll get up six o'clock, see my kids and my wife before they go to school. Um, it means you know I no longer have to have to be in bed at, you know, if I'm going to get my eight hours of sleep, you know, eight o'clock at night, which wasn't even feasible in California lifestyle, right? I mean, with the kids playing sports, I'd be lucky if I was in bed at ten o'clock. So I mean, I was running on like five hours of sleep, kind of killing myself. So. You know, big big lifestyle change there. Uh, big lifestyle change for my wife, who she's not going to have to work anymore. Uh, the cost of living out in South Carolina is significantly different um, than California. So we're gonna we're gonna be a, a one income family. My wife's gonna take up the whole the role of a household manager. I'm not gonna call her a stay at home mom, but she's gonna be a, a household manager, uh, and she's excited about it. We're excited about it. it what it, it the, the effort she put into work, she now gets to put into our family. Um, so she's, it is, um, and she's a little nervous because you know, I mean, nervous, sad, happy. I mean, a bunch of mixed emotions going on there because you know she spent 15 years as a, as a teacher mm. and poured her poured her heart into it, and you know she's she's stepping away from that now, but she's going to take all that same energy. I know she will, and and put it into her kids and and, and me and our house, and um, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to uh the the slowing down of life i mean our kids still want to play sports and we want them to play sports um 
But, you know, out here, it, it's just go, go, go 24-7. And we're hoping that that slows down. We're going to get a little more outdoors life, I think, out there. Um, it's a little easier access, I think, in that area to parks, lakes, things like that. Um, we actually just looked the other day. There's a little I don't know, state park or or some kind of maybe it's a city park or whatever, but it's um, uh, a natural nature preserve. Uh, there's like 13 miles of trails in this nature preserve and six of them are paved. Six miles Ooh. of paved trails, 13 miles of hiking trails, 10 minutes from the house. I'm going to literally pass it on my way to work every day. And so, you know, it's 10, minutes, we, 10 minutes from my house. I'm not even at the freeway yet. 10 minutes from my house. I can barely get to the grocery store sometimes. And it's only a couple miles away. I mean, if I hit, if I hit every light between here and the grocery store, it takes me 10 minutes. Like I can sit at the one hand, the one corner trying to make a left-hand turn to cross the street for almost 10 minutes sometimes with traffic coming down here. So yeah, a big change there. I, I mean, our kids just household wise, our kids are going to get a big change. We don't sit on a very big lot right now. I mean, we got a small backyard. Um, the house is poorly situated on the property, so it didn't it, it didn't sit well. Um, and, and the backyard's almost unusable. We sit on the back of a major street with with a 45 mile an hour speed limit where people are mostly doing 55, 60 miles an hour. It's four lanes wide. It's got a, a center lane. I mean, it, it's like a mini highway most most days. And so the noise just makes the backyard really kind of unusable. And then the wind out here, we, you know, we're on the 15 freeway and the wind comes by, it just shoots down this corridor. So our yard's almost unusable. And we're going to move out. We're going to be, you know, two lane road going into the subdivision, no street lights. I, well, I think we'll get to see some stars for the first time in my kid's life, right? Like, you know, the, the, the light pollution is not going to be there. And even if it is a little light polluted in our neighborhood, okay, fine. We can hop up and go to the park at the nature preserve where there is no lights and see it. Right. And uh, we're looking at being an hour and a half hour, 45 minutes from the great smoky mountain national park. Uh, that's a big one. We're looking to, we're close to Tennessee, Dollywood. Uh, I, you know, we, we went and visited my, my family that lives out here yesterday. I got some aunts and uncles from my dad's side of the family. Uh, but they all grew up on the East coast, uh, Pennsylvania, um, Born in Pennsylvania, I got some. I got some family in West Virginia. Uh, my oldest uncle did a lot of travel in the Air Force, uh, a lot up and down the East Coast, and just the history on the East Coast. We're looking forward to getting to venture out, and, and there's plantation homes you can tour. There's, you know, they were told you almost can't travel anywhere without seeing a plaque for what battlefield you're on, right, and that type of thing. So we're looking forward to. At least I am. I don't know. My kids are still a little young. They might not even register but you know in the next few years they're going to get a little older and start to register some of those things and experience them in school and so now we'll actually be close enough to drive to some of those things when i mean california okay you got the gold rush you have missions and, and i mean there's some history on, on the west coast but and, a lot and of it, it is it is you could feel it driving into some of these places um we were in uh right up next to dollywood we were in uh Anakista and uh, up by the Smokies and you could feel the history and some of the places yeah you've, it's all touristy that strip of, of 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 road that goes up so we went to this Anakista park and it's an outdoor you ride these kind of like gondolas they call them chandalas and it's like ski like it's like a ski lift and it takes you up the most smokies and up at the top they have 
little tree houses, ropes, uh, different obstacles um, that the kids could do, the whole family can do. There's an observation tower. It was beautiful up there. Those Smoky Mountains, you could did you get, feel it, man. Did you guys go into Gatlinburg? Yes. Okay, so that's where, that's where I'm, I'm. Why I want to go to Gatlinburg? You know, they have the. Uh, as I'm looking on the map. As I'm looking on the map, they have the old, the old Smoky Moonshine, old Smoky Moonshine factory uh, or distillery. Looking here. It's very uh, good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, some of those things. Even a, you know, a trip up to Kentucky might not be out of reach here on that side. And uh, checking out yeah, the Gallenberg uh, is uh, a go early um, if you can't take a small vehicle to park because uh, uh, they pack as much into Gatlingburg as they possibly can and they use every ounce of space. There's like, oh, there's an open field. Let's use it for parking. So why I, not? I heard it's very touristy. Very um, touristy. And yeah, uh, Anakista Park is amazing. Everything, I mean, they had a big fire out there that took out tons of acres in 2016. And some of the parts of that, you could feel it. It was very somber mm. when you went into some of those areas. You could feel it. So the history here is unbelievable, man. Well, and it's interesting because not too far up the road is Dollywood, right? And yeah. uh, P- Pigeon Forge. And I believe if I have some some history correct here, Pigeon Forge um, is the home of where they kind of started the, uh, the atomic bombs. Yep. There is a subdivision that we were going to go look at. It's the Secret City. And it's where all of the engineers from the Manhattan Project Yes, yes. Go to live, and it, they have submerged cities with dams to run these stations. So there's a creek out here that one of the realtor was telling us. And if you could have scuba gear, you can go down. And there's little towns still buried under these waters. It is amazing. But yeah, oh, that we were going to go check it out, but they're like, there's got to be a clause in some contract for radiation at some point. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, and- why? I thought the same thing when I was looking. There was a job in my line of business that was on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, check that out. There's some work here in Tennessee. And we were kind of talking about Tennessee a little bit. And I'm like, oh, a little small town, you know, that type of thing. Like, it, it, But I was like, I started reading about it. And I was like, wait, the Manhattan Project? Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds like like I might not want to live too close to it, right? And uh, you'll, you'll drive by, you see the stacks still smoking. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to live up there. Yeah, but that's <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, those Smoky Mountains got something to them, man. So if, if any of our listeners or any, they live out here, they know what I'm talking about. It, it, it draws you. It's really weird. It's, it's yeah. kind of like this, uh, they have this aura to them. There's so much history. It's, it's a little serene. You know, we're looking at, yeah. um, that's kind of North and to the, to the West of, of where we're going in Greenville, but up North, a little bit more to the East, really straight North of Greenville is Asheville with the Biltmore mansion. Uh, we'll definitely be checking that out. Um, yeah. we're, we're about an hour and 45 minutes from the ballpark in Atlanta. We're big baseball fans. So, you know, moving to Greenville where there's only uh, there's a single a team there, uh, an affiliate of the Red Sox, but, you know, we have to get that that major baseball. I guess the closest really good baseball would be Clemson University. Um, so we could we could always go to Clemson and check out the baseball, the softball, the football. But Atlanta is not that far. Um, you know, we could drive out for the weekend. We're about three hours, three maybe a little more than three hours from uh, the beach, uh, and that would be Charleston. And I know we're going to make our way out to Charleston, Fort Sumner. Check that out, right? I mean, the shot heard around the world, right? 
like that that history we're, we're going to be especially yeah. as the kids get a little older all all over that type of that type of stuff mm-hmm. no so yeah it's, are, it's amazing we've got a uh, grand old Aubrey tomorrow um, oh, nice. check out uh, some more um, places out here and then that's going to wrap up our trip we should be home tuesday tuesday afternoon Oh, nice, nice. Grand Ole Opry, that'd be, that'd be a good one. I know, um, so one of the interesting things about how we're, we're getting across the country here, um, uh, my wife and my daughter and our cat are going to fly. Um, hopefully they sedate the cat well enough because that thing will just meow its way across the United States. Um, <laughs> but my son and myself and our two dogs are actually going to ride in the rig with the mover. Um, the guy that's moving us, I've known him. Um, I've known him since I was nine years old. We played little league together. We played high school ball together. His boy was ring bearer at my, at my, uh, wedding. Um, he was a be- he was one of the best men at my wedding. And, uh, I-, I mean, he's great. He's great at his job. Um, if, if you all need a mover and he, he's fantastic. He does, he does an excellent job. I wouldn't trust anybody else with my stuff, to be honest with you. Um, it's uh, you know if we get an email set up here to contact the podcast and you guys hear this and and you're looking for it he, he's I, I i dm privately you know that type of thing um or email privately that type of thing but yeah he, he's fantastic so he's actually going to let us ride in the truck with him with my dogs across the country and it's it's a route that he doesn't do a lot he normally does the northern section of the united states east to west west to east back and forth um, but he's gonna he's gonna do the southern portion for us here um to help us out and we're looking forward to it you know uh, selfishly hoping some of our friends really like it and as they you know want to leave california that they consider our area our neck of the woods now and you know get to keep that going but again everybody's got to do do what's right for their family and make sure that their family's in, in the right place and you know for us we felt like god just opened these doors it was you know we've been thinking about it for several years and you know when i asked for the transfer at work they immediately said yes and it just was a matter of this certain job come in or whatever and um they worked it out and you know we're, we're moving and so they opened that door and then we had to sell you know we had a couple of things that else had to open up and, and they did and then we had to sell our trailer and, and god made that happen and you know the truck happened to just be icing on the cake and he made that happen real quick too and we got some paperwork to finish off tomorrow uh, my wife's going down to DMV, finish the paperwork for the truck, for the trailer. Um, I'm going to go pay off the truck so that it's all wired. Get it smogged. I'm actually not going to work tomorrow. I'm taking. I'm going to. I'm going to email in and take the day off so I can go get the truck smogged and take care of some other some other business. But our mover is supposed to be here uh, now on April second. Um, so that's sooner than uh, originally expected, um, but we don't we don't expect to leave here until the fifth or the fourth, uh, whatever that Monday is, uh, the fifth. So it sounds like he's going to be here on the second. He's going to pack up the house and load on like the second, third, fourth, some combination of those three days. And then we're going to be ready to roll out on the fifth. And uh, my wife and daughter will get a hotel that night and then they fly out on the sixth and we will all arrive uh, in Greenville on the ninth. They're going to go uh, stop over in Arizona with my, with my mother-in-law and visit uh, at a hotel in Phoenix uh, for a day or two, and then they're going to join us. Uh, we'll basically be arriving. They'll be, they'll arrive in Greenville on the eighth, I think. Actually, stay in a hotel a night. They got to sign the papers. Uh, the last big thing we're waiting for from our realtor is the the power of attorney because I'll be on the road and won't be able to sign. So we're, we're doing a power of attorney for the signatures. 
Um, but they have, they were supposed to send us some paperwork that needs to be, uh, note, uh, they need to have a notary to sign it, but they need to do it real quick. Cause, uh, my wife's leaving on Wednesday to go to Greenville for our walkthrough of the house and she'll be back on uh, Friday. Um, but that doesn't leave a whole lot of time for the paperwork to be finalized. So hoping that gets taken care of real quick, but I mean, we're excited. I think this, this podcast, this is exciting. I, I've thought about a podcast a couple different times, um, I think, you know, the right group of guys uh, will have a good mix here. A little bit of funny, a little bit of serious, um, very, lots of varying opinions. Lots of varying, uh, you know, we got, before we got on the call, on, on, on the uh, audio here, Matt asked me what my hobbies are. And I was thinking about it. Like, I don't really have any hobbies. I played sports most of my life. Um, played baseball. Uh, I golf a little bit. Um, played slow pitch softball as I got older, right? And um, I play video games, uh, not many video games. Currently, I really only play Call of Duty, but I, I'll play almost any video game if it's if it's an option to play and um, that type of thing. So, you know, one of the things we'll start talking about, Matt was showing me uh, some things that he had made, you know, model airplanes, a little uh, model of a, of a windmill, I mean, really detailed stuff too. So we'll, we'll get to talking about that in, in future episodes and, and things like that. But I appreciate... Uh, you know everybody for joining us here uh, if you if you guys like the show if you guys uh, want more make sure you hit that like follow subscribe whatever button it is you got to hit uh, to get notified when these podcasts come out uh, go ahead and hit that button we're gonna we're gonna plan here to do another one um, probably not next next Sunday it's Easter um, and then the following Sunday I'll just be getting into the house so maybe we'll be set up I'll let everybody know um, if we can do it the next Sunday we'll do another one but we're going to try and drop an episode a week here once uh, once I settle into South Carolina. And, and it may be all four of us. It may only be three of us. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, we'll we'll run episodes with at least three of us. Um, so that way there's a, a good variety. Uh, we're going to work on getting an email set up and way to contact us, a uh, website, you know, that type, all that type of stuff um, as we go forward. And we're just looking forward to, to having some interaction with you guys. Hopefully you guys like the show, Matt, Victor, thank you. I, I it's, it's thanks to you guys who actually make it happen. I, I, you guys know me. I don't know a whole lot about anything and uh, I, I'm uh, thankful for you guys. So thank you guys. Uh, don't, don't let Victor fool you. He knows a lot <laughs> about a lot. That's why, that's why this, this is called dad to know stuff. We might not know a lot about what you know, but we know a lot about what we know. And, um, you know, that, that's all we can really say about about that is, is everybody knows what they know. And, and we're here to, to share what we know. And it's the life experiences we have. A lot about a little. There you go. Well, better than a little about a lot. You know, I mean, it, it's it's good to be versed in something, and you know, for for Matt, obviously the outdoors is, is your, is your thing. Right. And, and we, we're going to look forward to hearing about that and maybe learning something about it. Right. This is going to be an opportunity to learn from, from each other about what, what it is that, that we're, that we like, that we're into and, you know, that type of thing. And as things get, if things get heated up and a lot of people like the show and, you know, we, we're going to, we've already entertained the idea of, of live or video or, you know, we, we like those thoughts. We like those ideas. So we're hoping that we get a good response from, from an audience and we can push forward to those and, and expanding our equipment and, and things like that to make, to make the show uh, good for you guys. Um, I know James, who wasn't here, I can't wait to get him on the show. 
um, he, he's going to be, he's, he's going to be kind of an anchor for us, I think, as far as uh, comedy and transitions and, and um, he's can our, only imagine the story. Yeah. 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 Get ready, get ready for a little more swearing and a little more drinking. Um, you know, I, you know, I know Matt and Victor weren't tonight, but I, I was having a drink. Uh, I, I suspect we will have a, a drinks. Oh, Victor has his drink. Um, I will suspect we will have um, we will be having drinks is, uh, as we do salt, these shows. Uh, caramel and salt, salted caramel moonshine. So a salted caramel moonshine. Now I'm getting jealous. The, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think um, that's going to probably be, be one of our, our opening questions. What are you drinking tonight? Matt, uh, I know you're a root beer guy. I've had, uh, what was it? I think it was called, uh, it was just a small mom and pop brewery it's like one of those micro brews and all they did was root beer first thing i person i thought was matt i'm gonna swing by uh-huh. and pick up matt a six-pack of this root beer just because it's here and it's a little micro mom and pop shop it's really cool I'll, awesome. I'll bring some for you guys it's gonna be amazing that's awesome so um i think you know we're, we're hitting that we're hitting that hour mark here we're very close to it um i think our podcast guys uh, are gonna run 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a little longer if the conversation's going well. I've enjoyed this. I think it's great. I hope, I hope this works out. I hope we can keep going. And, you know, even if the follower group doesn't, doesn't take off right away, I think we'll keep doing this. Um, so, so we'd like to thank everybody for joining us and we'll see you next time.